This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. While some called the derecho an inland hurricane when compared to the real thing, a Category 4 storm like Laura, I think that the Category 4 hurricane wins hands down. The derecho blew things over while the Cat 4 dropped trees on houses, roots, and stumps first. The Cat 4 will bring rain, much of it drenching well up from the Gulf into the United States before bending east. The eastern Corn Belt may see some benefit. The derecho didn't bother to much more than get the sidewalks wet by comparison, with no significant impact on the intensifying regional drought. Those who felt the impact of the derecho should have a lot of respect for what the folks in the path of Laura have experienced. While there were some inflated estimates of acreage impacted by the derecho, I have seen further corroboration of our climatologist estimate of 8.5 million acres. However, the split between corn and soybeans has been better defined. I'd use simple 50-50, but they are now identifying the split as being 5 million acres of corn and 3.5 million acres of soybeans. That would increase the estimate of the corn bushels loss from 170 to 270 million bushels from the derecho. It doesn't really matter whether the crop is lost from the derecho or the flash drought, flattened or toasted. Although some of this corn is hurt from both, so the loss of this corn will be much higher than 20%. I believe that there were a lot more corn on corn acres this year, which took these weather events the hardest. The climatologists have forecast cooler temperatures. They may cool for a couple of days before they warm right back up again. Now that the soil moisture reserves are gone, cooler temperatures don't have the beneficial impact that they did then when there was still soil moisture. Crops just continue to deteriorate at a slower pace. There's nothing being saved. Farmers have seen soil moisture levels become fully depleted. They are now already thinking about next year. There is a La Nina developing. Technically, it takes a 90-day SOI as of a positive 6 to fit the description of a La Nina. The 90-day is not there yet, but the 30-day SOI is a positive 7.95, and the daily contributor is 22.7. So getting the 90-day there should be just a matter of time. A La Nina could lead to a dry, warm fall that fails to replenish our depleted soil moisture, will have the greatest impact on South American crops. La Nina typically doesn't have as much impact on the Mato Grosso, impacting northeast Brazil with the drought the most. Argentina typically gets hurt the worst by La Nina. They are coming with estimates of big record crops again for South America, but the La Nina may have something to say about whether they are realized. We started out this season looking for record crops too. The trade is looking for a 2-3% to decline in corn good to excellent condition ratings, and a 3-4% decline in soybeans. I think those are wishful thinking. I would think that the USDA would post a precipitous decline in condition range for corn and soybeans that I would beg to guess how bad they would be. Last week was a week like no other that I have ever seen in August crop deterioration. On cattle, Packers killed 654,000 head last week, which is just a 1,000 more than a year ago. There are more cattle on feed in the front end compared to a year ago than that. They're also heavier with carcass weight starting to rise again. The silage choppers have been moving as fast as possible to cut corn that is drying out too fast. This silage is cheap feed. The drought caused feeder cattle to pour into feedlots looking for feed and water. 
the drought is only getting worse, so we would expect that pressure on ranchers to put wheels under feeders will inflate placements again this month. There was a hole in September and October Fed marketings created by the sharp decline in placements last spring that the front-end supply will be pushed into. The back end of that hole is now being plugged by a surge of drought-related placements that will not allow for much of any moderation of Fed supply this year. Opposite of pork, domestic demand for beef has been good, while exports have been so-so. A lot of pandemic aid that supported consumer spending is expiring and may have some dampening effect on consumer beef demand. On hogs, pork did not have what I would call an identifiable Labor Day boost in the pork cutout. We can see a little BLT season demand come through, although they've never been cheaper. Hams are volatile, up when Mexico is buying, and down when they pause. Reported trade volume has been light, so it is export demand that is holding the product market together. China and Mexico are key buyers. It is hard to see how this general pattern improves this fall. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.